Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Father God, I just thank you for all that you're doing in us as a church, as a congregation here in Crawley. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you've got amazing plans for our lives and you want us to fulfill and step into your purposes, your will, more and more this year, 2020. Father God, we want to be open, our hearts open, our ears open, our eyes open to, to receive from you today. Father, let your revelation, your spirit of revelation, just be released right now. Father God, and speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're into 2020 and uh, the title of my message is Living a Fasted Life. And, you know, I'm going to break down what fasting is and talk more about fasting. And it's not, when we talk about fasting, it's not necessarily just not eating food and we'll go more into that in a bit. But um, it's something corporately we're doing as a church we do it most Januaries. I think we've been doing it for the last maybe six, seven years, something like that. But we've been fasting and praying and just beginning the year with a bit of a spiritual boost. Uh, just, you know, when we fast, it's like you kind, of, you kind of just get rid of some stuff. You might stop eating certain things. You might stop doing certain things so that we can be lighter, so that we can be more in tune with God, so that we can be just ready to just kind of run, run straight into the year and see God do everything he wants to do with the rest of the year. So we've been doing that. Hopefully many of you have been able to get to the encounters and um, have been joining in with the prayer and fasting and the night watches that we've been doing as well. Um, they've just been, they've been times, you know, what I learned very quickly, when we, started, when we started prayer and fasting encounters, there's nine encounters, it's quite a lot. Um, I was like, okay, God, there's lots of things to do. There's lots of things to pray. There's lots of opportunities to kind of just to be praying and doing stuff. And I, I, I learned very quickly that when I started to pray and get up at night and pray and stuff like that, that actually God was wanting to meet with me more than I was wanting to meet with him. God was actually wanting to encounter me. So when I was getting up and praying, I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to pray? Let's pray through this. Let's pray through that. I felt God just starting to say, you know, Rohan, just, just chill. Let's talk about me and you. Let's talk about us. And God started to speak to my heart and speak to me and speak into our relationship and what's going on and, and could just, you know, just building me up. He was like ready to meet with me. You know, so, so these are opportunities for God to meet with us rather than thinking of it like, oh, we've got to go to this, we've got to do this, we've got to pray there, we've got to do that, we've got to stop eating. Got to do you know, it's actually, God is like, just give me that space and I want to come to meet with you. I want to come to be with you. I want to reveal more of my heart, my love, my purpose, my will for your life. I want to, I want to speak into your life. So just, just remember that. God is actually, these are times that give God space to, to meet with us. Okay? It's not just about us just praying, praying off loads and loads of stuff. But within that time, God wants to encounter us. Amen? So I've had some great times with God this week. I don't, I'm, I'm sure many of, many of you have as well. So the encounters have been great. They're slightly different to the ones you, you might have been to. Um, is that my mic gone? They're different. Am I back? They're slightly different to the ones you may have been to. Um, <laughs> because 
Uh, we're, we're, they're just a lot more flowy. There's different people leading the meetings. We're just flowing in worship, flowing in prayer, hitting things in prayer and just meeting with God and just lots more worship. So just come along to them if you can. If you need a lift, if you can't get there, if you, you know, just speak to us. I'm sure there's people around the congregation that wouldn't mind giving people lifts and picking them up and getting them to Foundry Lane. So please just let us know if you need help getting to any of those. So, I, you know, I, I really feel like this year we're moving, we've, we've moved, we've stepped into this year quite strongly as a congregation. I shared at the end of last week's message that, you know, a couple of Fridays ago, uh, I kind of just called a quick prayer meeting to just, we, we're actually praying for people that we recognise that were struggling to get to church on a Sunday morning, that on a Saturday night or on a Saturday or whatever over the weekend, there was like issues that would come up and things that would happen, you know, even through the night on a Saturday night before Sunday morning. We, you know, part, we were praying for other things, but part of, part of what we were praying for was that, that, okay, God, we just want to stop anything going on, anything spiritual going on to prevent people from getting to church on a Sunday morning. So a number of us met together, and during that meeting, I don't know if it was Holly, or between Holly and Elsie, they said, why don't we just pray through the night and, and you know, just cover everyone through Saturday night. So we, so we got together, we got on the WhatsApp, prayer WhatsApp group, and we asked if people wanted to join us in praying through the night. And to my surprise, my, my lack of faith, loads of people said, right, I'll, I'm on it. I'll pray this hour to this hour. I'll pray this hour to this hour. And we had a covering all the way through the night between a number of people so that we were just covering everyone with prayer through the night. And out of, out of that, it, it's funny because just after that, so th- that Sunday, so we were praying through the night that Saturday, that Sunday, Pastor Cl- uh, Clive's vision message was all about being people of, being people of prayer night and day, watching uh, through the night, praying through the night, covering people through the night. And he brought a whole thing out about that um, through the vision video. And if you miss the vision video, it's online. I can send you the link. I sent it on our hotline. If you need to know the link, just come and let me know. But make sure you watch that vision video because that is this, our senior pastor declaring what's happening this year, where we're going this year, what God is wanting to do in us this year. And it was a, it's brilliant. It's very good. And we even had a bit of a uh, miracle in our house. Um, Anna and I were talking after we heard that we were going to be praying through Saturday um, night. Anna and I were talking and our kids were around the, the dinner table and we said to the boys that, you know, we're going to be praying through the night. Anna's going to be doing some prayer. I'm going to be doing some prayer through the night. And Levi uh, was asking loads of questions like, what, why are you praying through the night? What's that all about? And, and as Levi and Judah were asking questions, he actually said, can we get up in the middle of the night and pray with you? And we were like, um, <laughs> yes, you, if you can. And we kind of just thought, okay, wisely here. We, we said to them, so Levi and Judah wanted to join us praying. We said to them, um, let's see if God wakes you up. If God wakes you up, you get up and you pray, with, you pray with us during the night. And actually what they did is they came down really early in the morning. So it's about half six, seven in the morning. And instead of jumping on their tablets or games or watching TV or whatever they usually do, they decided that they were going to have their own little prayer meeting. So Levi and Judah, and this doesn't happen very often, they got together and they just prayed and they prayed for us going into the new year. They prayed for our church. They prayed for, our, for everyone in our household. And it was awesome. And you know, you know what, when you see that, I mean, it just, it shows you that 
there's something happening. And God, I believe, is just stirring our hearts to pray, to be a people of prayer, to be a people where we don't just allow stuff to happen in our, in our families, in our workplaces, in our church, but we stand up and we, we're watchmen on the walls, we watch and we pray, and we make sure that God's will comes to pass for our, for our lives. So God is stirring something there, and there's a grace in all of this. When, when our senior pastor calls us to do something, I believe God releases a grace. So he's heard from God, and God releases a grace to enable us to be involved in this. So there's a grace to wake up and pray. Maybe you know, it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be hours and hours. It might be 15 minutes. It might be five minutes if, if that's all you can do. That doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Ask God what he wants you to do. It might be 10 minutes. It might be an hour. It might be two hours. But there's a grace to do it. God wants to enable us by his spirit to get up, to, to pray. He enables us to fast. He enables us to lay down certain things. He enables us to get to certain meetings and, and be involved. It just takes a willingness of heart and, and you saying to God, okay, God, I want to be obedient here and I want to jump into this and God will just release a grace to do it. Amen? I don't know if you found that. I found that. I found that. I found that I struggled to sleep, actually. I found that I've just been kind of like just in the, in the night, but in a good way, not in an insomnia way, but more like, okay, I just felt like there's just in the spirit, there's, I'm just awake, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready. There's, there's just things happening. I'm aware of people praying. I'm just aware and I'm just like, just getting up at all sorts of different times and praying. So, into this morning. So let's have a very quick recap of what Pastor Clive spoke about last week. I'm gonna try not to speed too much here, because um, I know we're a bit short on time. But his message last week was a great message. I, I really believe that he spoke a lot of things into our year for this year. And he spoke about a lady called Anna, a prophetess, who watched and waited and prayed. She lived most of her life in the temple. Um, and she was watching and waiting and praying and kind of just praying in the return, well, not the return, but the appearing of Jesus Christ, their Messiah. So she, she knew, she heard from God that he was going to be born at a certain time and she was ready and she actually met Mary and Joseph and welcomed Jesus, the Messiah, the Saviour of the world, into into our world and you know i mean pastor clive brought out of that that actually that's what god's calling us to do i believe this year there's something special about being a people of night and day prayer watching and waiting believing and expecting expecting god to do great things that she was living for something beyond what she could see so she she knew what was she knew from god what was going to take place and she was believing that, praying that through, expecting it, waiting for it to happen until she saw Jesus actually born and brought into this world. So I believe this, there's, there's going to be a lot this year, I believe, in worship and prayer and 24-7 prayer, we call it. So it doesn't mean you pray for all day, but you might pray it for a slot of the day. So it might be during the day, it might be during the night, but there's something that God wants us to do, to be a people of night and day, watch, watching, praying, uh, so that we're not, we don't just pray in the morning, maybe before we go to work or have a little time with God in the morning and then that's it for the day. But there's something that God wants to stir in our hearts to be that con continually praying, continually be releasing what God wants to do, changing the atmosphere wherever we are. Like that lady Anna, she just, she pulled down 
God's, pro- God's promises and his purposes. And she kind of continued to pray day and night. So yeah, he talked about that. And lots of, lots of other things as well. And as we're, as we're praying night and day, you know, we're praying, for our, we're praying for our town. We need to be praying for our congregation and Kingdom Faith Church, the wider church. But what we're actually doing, I know when I'm up at night, I'm praying for my neighbours, I'm praying for my community, I'm praying for Ifield, I'm praying for uh, over here, I'm praying for our congregation, I'm praying that, that you know, Anna had a, um, my wife Anna had a, a picture of us being like a lighthouse, our house being a lighthouse in our area that is there to, to just to shine a light into our community. That it's a place where people can come when they, they're in danger, but it also it shines a light out and during the night. It's dealing with things in the night. So at night, many of you may know, is often a time where the enemy likes to, uh, you know, operate. That's where people, uh, spiritual people, start to, you know, they get into releasing demonic stuff, they, they kind of bring, they, they bring the enemy's presence into areas, they bring the enemy's presence into people's lives, and they come, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he has people that release stuff during the night, and we should be up during the night as well, just to, to come against those things, so nothing lands in our lives, or in our family lives, or in our communities, in our town. We need to be up, just led by the Lord, and just praying things out to just, we want to just block anything, any plans the enemy has to, to just release destruction in our town. So that's, that's one of the other reasons why we're up at night. And actually on the King Faith website, and I can give you this link as well, I might send it out, there's a really good, um, art, it's like an article uh, piece that talks about um, the different watches of the nights and the different times you can be up praying in the nights and what different uh, watches kind of do. So between this time and this time is about this certain subject and pray these kind of things. Between this time and this time is, is about tackling this kind of thing and you pray these things. Really, I really encourage you to, to read that. It will really stir your faith. But I love uh, uh, the, my favourite scripture in all of that kind of article. It talks about watching and praying through the night. Was is um, I believe it's Psalm 68. It says, "Let God arise and let His enemies be scattered." And I've been praying that probably daily. God arise where I live. God arise in our town. God arise in our church. God arise in our nation. We need you, God, to arise and let your enemies be scattered. Let your purposes, your will, your kingdom come, your will be done in our nation, in our town, in our church, in my life, in my family's life, in my children's life, my wife's life, in in everyone's life here. We want to be praying in that kind of way. God arise, be exalted over us so that your purposes take place, not the enemy's purposes. And, uh, you know, it just stirs you. It stirs you to just pray, come on, God, let's see you move. And we're praying for the people in our town. We're praying for people that don't know him in our town. That's really what this is all about. This is what our whole thing is about. Yeah, we want to meet with God. Yeah, we want to encounter God. Yes, we want to see God break, do, you know, break through in our lives, and that's important. 
uh, because we want to be ready and ready to be used by God in every way possible. But we're praying for the lost. We're praying for those that don't know him. We're praying for the broken, the hurting, the damaged, the, those that, the people that are really the sick, the you know, people that are just in their lives are just really, really bad out there, as many of you would know. And there's a, there's a dream that I'm going to read to you later that someone had that really talks about that. But we're praying for people. We're praying for people that don't know him to come to know him to come to meet with him, to know his salvation and his freedom, deliverance and healing and all of it. So, I'm just going to read something out. And this is, I've, I've pieced this together from some things that God spoke to me. And God really gave me some clear things for this year. And part of this is personal stuff for me, but part of this, I believe, is for us as, uh, as, as a church, uh, for Kingdom Faith Church wider, but also for us um, as a congregation here in Crawley. And this is, this is what God said to me um, a, a few weeks ago, right at the beginning of the year when I prayed. He, 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 he spoke some of this stuff to me. He said, so this year to me, the first year of the decade as a tithe. So God said to me, this first year of the decade, 2020, so it's the, the first year out of 10, sow this year to me, give this year to me. And he said, if you sow, you give the first year holy unto me, I will make the rest of the decade holy. So God was speaking to me about tithing that this first year, 2020, and he will cover the rest of the year. We understand we had, we're preaching a lot about tithing and giving to God. And when you, when you sow the first fruits, the first fruits of the year, the first thing, God blesses the rest. So that's why we give 10% of our, of our income to God. So he blesses the rest of our income and he makes it holy. So God was saying to me in a similar way, sow this first year of 10 and I'll bless the rest. Fast the year and you will fast forward. Um, Prayer with fasting achieves a lot more with less time. And God God spoke to me about fasting this year. And when he said fast the year, he's not saying don't eat for the whole year. He's saying, but live a fasted lifestyle this year and you will fast forward and achieve a lot more in less time. And I saw a picture of like the fast forward button, you know, the kind of like, I think it's like three arrows pointing whichever way and you press it. And I kind of saw things speeding up. I saw like just a clip of things just speeding up in the spirit and things just speeding up people's lives. And God was saying, that as you fast this year, I will fast forward things. You will overtake uh, things in your life while you're in the fast lane and you'll remain there as long as you're fasting. I've released acceleration to you and you will catch up and get back years that that have been lost. And I believe that God's saying again, as we live a fasted lifestyle, as we're fasting things, we're laying things down and we're picking up the things of God, um, he's going to accelerate us this year. He's going to accelerate things. And I believe that was a personal word for me, but I believe it's also for everyone that he will, you will pick back up things or, or you'll, you'll gather things that you might have lost. Over the years, we, we all suffer, we're losing certain things, and you know, we, we're always in this constant battle with the enemy, and we lose sometimes, and we win sometimes, and ultimately we are victorious, but there's things that sometimes can be dropped. And God's saying, as you fast and pray this year, as you lay down those things this year, I will pick up those things that, you've, that you might have dropped, and I'll make them happen. So God wants us to be on the front foot this year. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, that's, that's it. And yeah, I believe that God, 
God wants us to, to lay down certain things. Now, over the years, we've fasted things like social media or TV or whatever. It could be alcohol, coffee, smoking, certain foods. You know, we, we pray. It's, it's important to just pray and ask God what he wants you to fast. Sometimes it's not always food. Sometimes it is. It could be any number of things. I remember about five odd years ago, God really... Uh, we were doing, we were, Pastor I was talking more about fasting media, and I really felt it was important for me to, to just fast social media. So I stopped using Facebook, and back then, you know, it, I, I was on Facebook constantly. I was always checking messages, putting messages on, doing, you know, reading other people's stuff. And, you know, you can tell when there's something that's not good for you, when it, the, the last thing you do when you go to bed is you're on Facebook, and the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is you check your message on Facebook. And, or social media things. And I knew this was something I needed to lay down. So I fasted that for January, for the 21 days, I think it was, or for the month. And I just laid it down. I never picked it back up. Uh, and I haven't picked it back up since. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that God sometimes wants us to drop, to just leave things that are distractions, that sap our time. You know, you, can, you know how much time you can be on social media? You're just checking it, checking it, checking it. I mean, social media is designed to keep you coming back to keep you checking it. They want to pump as many adverts and things that they know are going to appeal to you constantly, constantly, constantly at you. And, you know, I just, I knew that was something I needed to leave behind, and I have. And <clears throat> who knows the untold hours and hours and days and weeks and months that I've, that I've got back over those five years of laying that one app down. But that's the kind of thing God sometimes puts his finger on when we talk about fasting. TV, certain films, entertainment, certain stuff. I mean, there's nothing in and of itself wrong with those things. I'm not saying everyone needs to delete Facebook from your phone. It's not that. But it's personal to you and between you and God. It does, is that, has that got a hook in me? Do I, am I hooked to social media? Am I like just constantly thinking about it? Or, or it can be any number of things. TV programs. Do I need... Am I addicted to certain programs or certain films or certain things or entertainment or Netflix and chilling or whatever it is? Am I like, um, is there a pull there that where I go to those things instead of going to God for peace? Sometimes we can go to stuff or even people or all sorts of stuff for, for peace in our lives when actually God wants us to go to him for peace. God wants us to go to him to relax, to, to chill. Um, <clears throat> so what is fasting? We're going to just jump into some stories in the Bible of, of biblical fasting. So basically, a, a definition of true biblical fasting is setting aside time to pray and to seek God while voluntarily not eating. So lots of biblical fasting is actually specifically about not eating food. And I'm going to go through some examples where you see people humble themselves they pray, they petition God, and they seek him while they, they just say, right, we're not eating. And a lot of them were in desperate situations where they, it was a life or death thing. And you can imagine, if something's life or death, imagine we're in a, a world war and, an, a, a, and we know that a, an army or something like that or a nation is coming to bomb this country and, and wipe us out. How many know we're probably going to do anything we can possibly do to move God's hand, to, to, to petition him, to pray, to get before him? We won't, I think eating won't be a problem then, I think, if we know that there's, there's something life or death happening. Uh, 
whether we miss a meal or miss a few meals or fast a few days, it, I can, I can, I'm sure it won't be such a task to do that when things are that desperate. So I'm going to flick through a few scriptures. So Jehoshaphat <clears throat> called a fast when he heard a massive army was approaching to attack them. So this is two chronicles. It says, some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazen Tamar. And alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. So when there's something going on desperate, often the king or the leader of the nation would say, right, we're calling a fast, or the priests, or whoever it was, or different judges you know, back in the Old Testament, they would say, right, we're calling a fast to inquire of the Lord and to just seek his counsel as to what to do next. Um, another story, Ezra humbled himself and fasted. Just, this is just for a safe journey, and there was more fasting going on in the book of Ezra as well. And this is Ezra 8, it says, uh, there by the Harvard canal, sorry, canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. As I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from, um, from enemies on the road, because we had told the king the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is on all those who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. So that's a prayer of protection that Ezra, and it seemed like his family or the people that were with him, they together decided, right, we're going to fast, we're going to pray, and we're going to see God move to protect us as we, we go on this journey. Daniel fasted and prayed to seek God about when uh, the exile of Babylon would end. And this is Daniel 9, and, he's, and he says, I, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting, in sackcloth and ashes. And, and, and then it goes on later on. So, he, so Daniel fasted, he petitioned God, he looked to God, he decided he wasn't going to eat and pray and seek God. And check out what happened after uh, or during his fast. As he was praying, it says this, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and making my request to the Lord my God for his holy hill, while I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in, a, in an earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you began to pray, a word went out which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. So as he set himself aside to fast and to pray and to petition God and to humble himself before God, it was like as soon as he did that, God sent the angel Gabriel to him to release uh, the understanding that he was looking for, to release the answers to his prayer. And I believe there's something about that, that when we, when we set ourselves aside, when we give God that room and that space and that time to, to lay things down and to just give him the first place in our lives, he aren't, he's ready to answer. He sees what we're doing. And this is not something about kind of trying to twist God's arm around behind his back and say, right, you need to answer this prayer now because I'm choosing to fast. But it's actually joining, especially as a, as a, 
as in a corporate way, we're all fasting together. We're joining in with what God is calling us to do and God then responds when we are willing to join in with what he's asking us to do. Just one more story. Esther called a fast before she went to the king to ask him to spare her people. So she said this, go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day, and I, and I, uh, I and my attendants will fast as you do too. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So she called a fast, and that was a fasting of no drinking and no eating. And that's for three days. So she called the people together to fast for her. Many of you will know the story of Esther. Um, have a read of it. But she needed God to really be on her side before she approached the king, because usually if you approach, you, if you approach the king and you're not um, asked to come before the king, it's life and death, you may die. And they prayed and they fasted, and we know this outcome of the Esther story where God's people were saved. So prayer and fasting moves, moves God's purposes and God's will. Okay. So fasting can help us develop new habits, new patterns, new routines, and cutting certain things out and bringing certain things in. I know in my, my personal life, when I fast, you know, I just, it, it, it does change the way I, 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 my routine in the day. And I know often in the mornings, I, I feel, I can feel very weak when I'm doing a proper fast, full, full fast. And I know I've got to get to God early in the morning. First thing in the morning, I've got to get up and I literally sometimes just, you feel so weak because you haven't eaten. And, but as soon as I get to God and I start worshiping God, and I start praying, I start re- just receiving from God, it builds me up. And I'm, I'm actually, I have more strength, more peace, more life in me than I usually do when I'm eating, more energy. But it's that getting into God's presence because it's our spirit. Actually, there's a scripture here in John 6, 6, 63 that says as spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words I've spoken to you they are full of spirit and life so God's word is full of spirit and life our flesh and the food and all of that that we eat actually yeah it does give us some energy and so you know it enables us to go about doing what we're doing but actually it's the spirit that gives us life God's word gives us life God's presence and his spirit, his Holy Spirit gives us life. So as we interact with him in the spirit, as we're pressing into him in the spirit, that's when life comes into our bodies. And you, you experience that because you, you know you're not eating, so life has got to come from somewhere. And I, I believe, you know, as you meet with God, it's like he, he, he enables you, he gives you life, he quickens your, your spirit, he quickens you. So um, in Matthew 6, Jesus was talking about fasting here, and he says, when you fast, do not look somber as as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So when we're fasting, you don't have to broadcast to everyone you're fasting. 
Um, but you, it's something you do between you and God. And it is a personal thing. And I don't want to condemn anyone today. Hopefully I haven't. It is something very personal. It's not, um, we're not saying everyone has to not eat for 21 days or have to get off with social media. It's between you and God. It might be something very small. It might be something big. Whatever God is saying to you personally to lay down, then that's, you know, you just do that and you, you just be obedient to God in that. And he sees what you're doing. And actually, even in fasting, you can, you can do a full fast if you want and, and fast whatever. You can fast loads of food. But actually, it's all about the heart as well. You can do that in a prideful way. You can do that in, with a wrong heart. You can do that trying to achieve something or try to, you know, just do it because we're meant to do it. Or they, they, you can do it with a wrong kind of heart attitude. But actually, it's all to do with the heart. God wants us to be fasting for, out of obedience to him. And, and as we're fasting, as we're praying, it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to pray? What do you want me to be doing during this time of kind of just giving myself, giving myself to you giving, you, giving you more room in my life? And it's all, about, it's all about us and him kind of working together through our prayer and seeing God's purposes kind of get established in our lives. So yes, some of our routines may change, some of our habits may change, and it's, I think it's a good thing to do that, that once you get into these good routines and habits, keep them going. I mean, I, I don't want to, me personally, I, and I, I believe for all of us, we don't want to just build in new habits and, uh, and give God more space this month, and then on the 26th when we have our bring and share and we have some food, just like, right, that's it, that's the month done, right, we'll leave that behind and we'll go into the rest of the year and just get, you know, just do what, go back to doing what we were doing. Let it change you. Let God change you. Let God do something in you that changes your, your life for the rest of the year or for the rest of your life. Allow him to do that. Okay. So it's all about allowing God's spirit to work in us. Here's a, here's a scripture where Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was going to pray to his father, that, that famous prayer, where he said, you know, Lord, if it's your will, let it be done. Not my will, but your, your will be done. And, you know, some of the accounts where he's dripping uh, uh, drops of blood. And he was asking his disciples to pray with, me, with, with him, and, and his disciples kept falling asleep. And then, it, well, just bring in this scripture from here. It says, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to them, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And Jesus was saying to them, the spirit is willing. You know, our spirit and God's spirit are one. And our spirit is always willing to want to meet with God, to want to spend time with God, to want to be in communion and communicating with God. But it's our flesh that actually causes us to be weak and our flesh, you know, I, Anna, Anna can be, um, Anna will be a witness to this. There's many times where I've fasted before and my battle with my flesh of like, okay, right, I know I'm not meant to be eating. I know I'm not meant to be eating, right? I'm going to pray instead of eating at mealtimes. But the, the thing you're always thinking about is food. You're just constantly thinking about food. Even the beginning of this fast, like within the first day, I was like, Oh, I just love to have a buy one get one free Domino's right now. I just and it's just constantly like just food, burgers, just I don't know whatever steaks or whatever is just constantly on your mind, and it's the flesh that is weak. 
The spirit is like, come on, let's fast, let's dig into God, let's press into God. And the, the, the flesh is just like, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. And that's where you've got to kind of take authority over your flesh, crucify your flesh and just say, right, no, we're, God is our life source now, not food right now. So, you know, just allow God for his spirit to just to be, to be strong in you. Pray in the spirit when you're fasting. Pray in the spirit. It gives you energy. It gives you grace. It, give, it strengthens you in the spirit. We sow into the spirit and the flesh kind of just will start to calm down. Okay, and here's this dream that I told you about. And this is why we're praying and we're fasting. This is what it's all about. So, you know, there's lots of things going on, all these encounters, all these prayer nights, and, you know, going on about, on and on about fasting and prayer and stuff. But actually, this is what it comes down to. So this came from a lady in Horsham who had a dream on Wednesday, this was last Wednesday night. And... Um, this is what she said she saw happening. <clears throat> she said, God really did a number on me, and I went to bed excited at what he's doing. I had a fitful sleep, and he woke me and said clearly to be prepared as he was about to show me some things in the spirit. I went back to sleep, and he took me to different scenarios around our town to show me what was going on and will happen if we don't contend seriously in the spirit as we did last night. Then uh, he, sh- he showed me the drug, drug problem in our town. He took me to the most depraved, impoverished places where drugs rule people's lives and minds, and it was, an abs- it was absolutely beyond awful. I saw um, the death that lingers over these people, the cost that they pay, and the, the death that hovers at their door and the demons around them. Then I was taken to see a physical battle between angels and demons, and I watched as they engaged in ferocious fighting. Needless to say, I woke up extremely shaken, feeling physically sick and pretty terrible, but I trust the Lord is showing us this because he wants us to step into this war that is not against flesh and blood. And I've now seen some of the powers and principalities and stuff just got very real. And actually, from, from that account, I, I, had to, I edited some of the stuff out of that because it got into some quite graphic detail. But this is what's going on. And this is, this is talking about Horsham, but it could be possibly worse in Crawley. This is the things that are going on in people's lives. People are literally are facing life and death. There's drug problems. There's all sorts of things going on in our town. People are they're, they're living lives which are, which are just... They're, they're, imprisoned by the enemy they're oppressed by the enemy and he wants their lives to get worse and worse and worse and this is why we're praying this is why we're fasting this is why we're pressing in this month this is why we're wanting to be praying over our town you know if you live in broadfield i I just feel there's something about broadfield that god's still laying on our hearts to be to be pressing into and seeing change in and you know there's lots of things that go on in broadfield especially in the night then we want to be praying over that part of the town seeing god move in that town seeing god break into people's lives but that's why we fast that's what that's why we pray we're called to contend and stand in the gap as like intercessors stand in the gap for people in our town we want to be we want to be be allowing god's purposes to take place in their lives not the enemy's plans not his schemes because all he wants to do is ruin life we want to see god give them the fullness of life amen
So we're going to pray this morning to respond to this. And next week I'll, I'll just continue on and we'll unpack some, of the, some more bits from the, the vision uh, video and just some other things that God's speaking about for us to be stepping into this month and for this year. But we're going to pray. And what I want you to do, if you haven't already, take some time to just hear from God about what he wants you to fast and what he wants you to be praying about. I think it's really good that um, as we're fasting and praying more, that we're actually saying, God, okay, what is it specifically you want me to pray? And sometimes God will give me specific things, like this night I want you to pray this specific thing. And actually on the website there is some pointers of things that we can pray for our nation, that we can pray for our, our church, that we can pray for certain leaders in our nation and pray for you know, all sorts of things, pray for our families. So there is pointers on there. But ask God yourself, what is it you wanted me to be hitting in prayer? Because we want to be hearing from God what he wants us to pray. And we know when we hear from him, he will do what, what, he's, asking us, what he's asking us to be releasing and what he's asking us to be praying. He will do that. It might take a bit of time to just keep pressing in with it, but actually God will change things around us. Amen? So just take some time right now. Just close your eyes. And... Just ask God, God, is, is there anything you want me to be laying down in my life before you? Whatever that may be, do you want me to fast food and be praying? Do you want me to be doing night watches? We want to be willing, willing servants of God. So anything he wants us to cut out, new things he wants us to bring in just let him show you and there's a grace to do that and we thank you for that Jesus praise you Father praise you Father thank you Jesus Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Right, now I'd just like us to just stand to our feet. And I want us to pray. We're going to pray some stuff. We're going to declare some stuff into this year. And maybe into this decade. But that word that God gave us, I don't know if it rings true with you, about tithing this year. And I believe God wants to do something this year, I believe this year is a pivotal year, 2020, actually. And I, you know, even before I came to Kingdom of Faith, I heard prophecies and things like that about 2020 and beyond, about Jesus' return and stuff like that. I know we don't know when he's coming back and all of that, but I heard some really strong prophecies. Maybe I'll, I'll dig some out and show, show them one day. Maybe even next week, we'll see if I can find them. That we're talking about 2020, something clicking in the spirit, changing in the spirit in 2020. 
And I know God just gave me, gave me those words about tithing this year, sowing this year, giving this year to him for the rest of this decade, to, to change the decade so that the decade is blessed. And I believe God is calling us to a closer walk with him this year as a congregation. I believe God is calling us to contend in the spirit in a deeper way, in a stronger way this year that's going to go into, the next, to go into this decade. And I believe this year is a year that we just need to settle in our hearts. It's a year to go deeper, to go further, to be more fully committed to him. Let's not let this year just pass us by. You know, a year can go, can go quite quickly. Let's just put our, our roots deep into God this year and speak over our year what we want to see God do, what he wants to see happen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.